So about a month or two ago, I was at a birthday party for a friend of mine. It was held at a, another friend of mine's house. So I was there um, with, I don't know, seven or eight other uh, married couples. So there's maybe 15 or 20 of us there all together. And so we're just having a good time, good party, good food, drinks, music, laughter, fun, all the good stuff at a party, right? And then, at one point, the hostess comes in and says, okay, everybody, come into the living room. We're going to play charades. All right? And so, at once, I was both a little bit excited, but also really not excited for this, because um, I like the part of charades where you get to guess what other people are doing, but when it comes to trying to act out the words myself, not as much. So the way we did it is that everyone who was there wrote down a few words or phrases on little pieces of paper. We threw them into a bowl, and then one person would get up for one minute, try and act out the words that they pulled out of the bowl. So if they pulled out a word and the people guessed it, then they moved on to the next word. And you just try and get, tried to get as many words as you could in a minute. So we're having a good time. People are going. We're laughing. We're playing the game. It's, all, it's great. And as we're doing this, we're getting towards the end, and I started to try and think to myself, hey, maybe I'm going to get out of this. You know, maybe I'm going to slip by unnoticed, which is a silly thought when you're a priest in a living room full of married couples. You kind of <laughs> stick out, right? So we get to the end, and the hostess says, okay, Father Ganella, it's your turn. And so I said, okay. And I was walking up there, and as I was walking up, I was just praying to myself, like, please, Lord, let me get one you know, please don't let me look like a total fool as I'm doing this. So I went up there and I started my turn and I pulled one out and I looked at it and I knew right away that I wasn't going to get it. I was just going to spend that whole minute floundering trying to uh, act out this phrase. The phrase was starving artist. All right. So if you have suggestions about how you would have done that after mass, please let me know. Um, I got some good ones at the end of the other mass, but uh, Anyway, we're all given gifts by the Lord, right? We all have our talents and, and gifts and things like that. Acting in charades is not one of my gifts. So I had to just spend that minute trying my hardest, but, you, you know, I didn't get it. And uh, it was kind of embarrassing, right? But, hey, we're all friends. We went on with the party. No big deal. But I think we can all relate with that moment of being in a situation where you're expected to do something that you just can't do. Or you're expected to give people something that you just simply don't have. They wanted me to act out this word, I couldn't do it. It's not one of my gifts, right? And that's a tough feeling to have. It's, a, it's an uncomfortable feeling to have. And we've all experienced it at some point or another in our lives. But the reason I bring this up is to illustrate the point that we can't give people something that we don't have. You can't give somebody else something that you don't have first yourself. And this is important for us to understand as we look at our gospel today, talking about John the Baptist and how he was sent before the Lord Jesus Christ to go out and prepare the way, to preach this message of repentance, to baptize people, to get them ready to receive the gospel message in their hearts. And it says that he was out in the desert and as he was out in the desert, the word of God came to him. He experienced God in the desert in some way. We don't know quite what that was. It just says the, the word of God came to him. And it wasn't until that word came to him that he was then able to go out and spread the word of God. 
And brothers and sisters, we are also called to be prophets in our world. We're meant to go out and prepare the way of Jesus Christ, to go out into our crazy world and preach the message of the gospel. But we can't do it unless we've received Jesus first, unless we have really encountered the word of God, unless we really have that experience of God in our lives, we're not going to be able to then give it. You can't give what you don't have. And so my message today is that we need to work on um, experiencing different ways of receiving God in our lives, of receiving Jesus Christ. First and foremost, we receive Jesus Christ, of course, in the Eucharist. When we come to Mass and receive the Eucharist, it's Jesus himself, body, blood, soul, and divinity. It's not just us remembering Jesus or remembering the Last Supper or something like that. No, it's Jesus in the Eucharist, substantially present to us. What greater way could you receive the Word of God than to have him living in you as you receive the Eucharist? It's the source and the summit of our faith, as the Catechism tells us. So that has to be the foundation of everything that we do. It starts here at the Mass. So we have to make sure we're getting here every week to participate in the Mass. We experience God in our daily prayer, you know, as we work uh, on that relationship with Him, and we tell Him things, and we listen to when He's trying to tell us things. We build that relationship each day, and in that way we receive the Word of God. We receive the Word of God when we participate in the other sacraments, confession especially. When we read the Scriptures, that's another big way to receive really the Word of God and then to be able to go out and give it. There are all sorts of big ways that we can do this, and we kind of know them uh, right off the bat, those big ways that I just mentioned. But in this homily today, I want to give you a couple ways of receiving God, encountering God every day in your life that you might not think of at first. And so specifically, I want to talk about three ways. Um, we encounter God through truth, through beauty, and through goodness. Truth, beauty, and goodness. Um, and these are sometimes referred to as the transcendentals. They transcend humanity. They transcend the human heart. In other words, every human is attracted to these things. Truth, beauty, and goodness because of the way that God made us. Because of the human hearts that we have been given, we're automatically attracted to what we see as beautiful, to what we see as good, to what we understand as true. Our hearts are drawn to that. And we can know something about God. We can really encounter God when we encounter these things, truth, beauty, and goodness. And so I'll use beauty as the first example. Um, imagine you're an artist, maybe you're a painter, or you like drawing, or something like that. And I said to you, hey, can I see some of your paintings? And you showed me, and maybe they were paintings of uh, people, or landscapes, or whatever it might be. Just by me looking at your pictures, just by me looking at your art, I can know something about you. I can know what you like. I can know... Um, something about your heart. I can know the way that you like to paint or the way that you like to express yourself. It's in seeing your works that I can know something about you. And it's the same with God. When we encounter the beauty of creation, we can know something about God. He is beauty itself. It's not just the most beautiful 
thing there is. He is beauty. He's the source of beauty. And in encountering maybe like a, a great sunset over a lake or a mountain or something like that, we're all drawn to that, aren't we? We're all drawn to the beauty of nature. We're all drawn to the beauty of real good art. We're all drawn to the beauty of real good music. Anything that's beauty, uh, anything that's beautiful that you encounter is a reflection of the beauty of God. And in encountering that, you encounter God in a real way. So try and, and increase those beautiful moments in your life. Another one is truth. Anytime we're learning something that's true, we're learning, again, about God. We're encountering God. So anything that's true, whether it's in the sciences or whether it's in our faith or about ourselves or about God or about the people around, anything that's true that we learn brings us closer to God. Why? Because God is the author of all truth. He's the author of creation. Sometimes we get into this place where we think, like, maybe science and faith don't mix. It's not true. God is the creator of all that exists. Any scientific advances that, you, that we learn that are true helps us to know about God, our creator, because he's the author of all that exists. So keep learning about science. Keep learning about yourself. Keep learning about your faith and about God and what we believe about him. And it's in learning those things that, again, we encounter him in a real way. And the last one is goodness. This one's a little bit harder to explain, I think, but we kind of all know it innately, don't we? We know when we encounter something good, when we encounter a good person or a good action that we see somebody else doing. Uh, or put another way, there's a lot of ways that we can encounter badness, isn't there? Uh, we encounter badness, unfortunately, a lot in our world, in our entertainments, maybe, in the music or the movies or the shows or the social media that we participate in. Uh, maybe it's in the games that we participate in. Maybe it's in the relationships that we have or the people that we're around. There's lots of ways that we can uh, surround ourselves with badness, unfortunately. But let's work on surrounding ourselves with goodness, with good news, with good, again, music, with good art, with good people around us, good situations that we're putting ourselves in, uh, stories about people doing good things. There's lots of ways that we can encounter goodness. And it's in doing that, again, that we encounter God. So again, brothers and sisters, truth, beauty, and goodness. And I bet as I've been talking about this, you've been thinking of ways in your life that you can increase these things. Do those things so that you can encounter God on a daily basis, many times throughout the day. Now let me be clear, I'm not saying that these things replace our sacraments or our prayer or anything like that. No, those are the foundation. But through truth, beauty, and goodness, we can really receive God each day in more ways. And again, we need to receive him first before we can go out and fulfill our mission of giving him to the people around us. Brothers and sisters, no one likes to be in that place where you're called to give something that you don't have. Let us continue to work on receiving the Lord, receiving the word of God. So that when we're called upon to fulfill that mission of being prophets in the world and preparing the way of Jesus Christ, we can do it effectively. 
Let's strive each day to be those good disciples that he, that he calls us to be so that we can enjoy the glory that he shares with us, especially during this uh, Christmas season, this upcoming Christmas season, when he is born among us and when his glory uh, redounds in all the world.